At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. It's October 12th, 1969, and a DJ in Detroit gets a phone call. I was going to rap with you about uh, McCartney being dead. What is this all about? I was going to rap with you about McCartney being dead, the caller says, meaning Paul McCartney from the Beatles. The caller has an unusual request. He asks the DJ, Russ Gibb, to play a specific Beatles track in a specific way. Well, the uh, youngster said, now play that backwards. And I played it backwards, and man, I freaked. I went, I went crazy because of the fact it says, turn me on, dead man. Well, I just flipped out. Everybody flipped out. This was the birth of America's most famous celebrity death hoax. Eventually, it got so big that the lawyer, F. Lee Bailey, convened a mock trial to help the American public decide for themselves what was true. One of his witnesses was Russ Gibb. The switchboard at the station started to light up like crazy, and kids started to call in, but I still had this fellow on the air, and he said, will you play one other thing? And you hear very distinctly at the end someone saying, I buried Paul. The theory went that Paul had died in a car crash three years earlier, and he'd been replaced by a body double, and that the surviving Beatles had all been leaving coded messages about it, hints about it, on album covers and in the songs themselves. The rumor had been percolating on college campuses. It picked up steam from radio shows. I just got a call from Georgia. Now, this doesn't mean a heck of a lot, except for the fact that the other night I got a call from Indiana. And from a prank story in a student newspaper. The fact that the Beatle Paul may be dead. Within two weeks, it had made it to the evening news. All we can report with certainty is that Paul McCartney is either dead or alive. Good night for NBC News. The conspiracy theory couldn't have come at a more obnoxious time for Paul. He'd just had a baby, the Beatles were breaking up, and he was trying to lie low. To be abundantly clear, Paul McCartney was not dead, and the band was not doing any secret signaling. And yeah, John Lennon said he was not saying, I buried Paul. End of strawberry fields, I'm saying cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce, not I buried Paul. He was I'm saying cranberry sauce. A couple of weeks later, a crew from CBS tracked Paul down on a farm in rural Scotland. There's video of him confronting them. It sounds like he says, don't try filming or you might get some trouble. He's clearly not happy. Next came a reporter and photographer from Life magazine. The journalists had to wade through a bog to get to him. Paul met them with a bucket of water to the face. But in the end, Paul relented. He did an interview, and he let them take a photo. He was quoted saying, Can you spread it around that I am just an ordinary person and want to live in peace? 
Not so much has changed since 1969. People still love a rumor, and debunking one is just as hard. I thought a lot about that bog and that bucket of water as we started working on this story. This time, there's a lot more at stake than a rock star's feelings. This is about a vaccine that saves lives and a false story made up to stop people from taking it. We decided it's worth it. From NBC News, I'm Brandi Zadrazny, and this is Tiffany Dover is Dead. I started trying to get in touch with Tiffany over a year ago when the conspiracy theory first started and throughout 2021. I called, texted, emailed, DM'd her and any of her family I could find. I never heard anything back. Forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hi there, my name is Brandi Zadrozny. I'm a reporter at NBC News, and I'm hoping to reach Tiffany Dover. My number is... Welcome to Verizon Wireless. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Please check the number and dial again. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye. I sent Tiffany certified letters to her home and to the hospital. But, like, I'll know for sure that it was delivered, right? Okay. Perfect. Thank you. You have a good holiday. <laughs> Bye. I checked the confirmation code they gave me every morning until finally, four days later. June 21st. Delivered left with individual. So this one was delivered to her last known address. Okay. We'll just wait. I left voicemails all over Alabama and Tennessee, and my producer Franny and I reached out to tons of nurses and doctors at the hospital where Tiffany works. I'd really been hoping for an invitation from Tiffany to come down and hear her story, but I was willing to accept a no thanks. We didn't get either. Not directly, not through an intermediary, just silence. That nothing felt like a door cracked slightly open. So we bought flights. We flew to Nashville and then drove two and a half hours to Chattanooga in a rented minivan. Oh, look at all oh, those cows. Look. What? Wait, pause for a second, because you're going to turn right here. Uh, wait, did you see the pasture with like Oh my cows? God, that's <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of cows. The next morning, we drove another hour up into the hills southwest of Chattanooga, across the Alabama border, to a little town called Higdon. We'd found a bunch of addresses for Tiffany. We pulled up to the first one, the one we thought was most likely hers. It's a one-story ranch house. It's cute. It's got a wreath on the door and a wraparound porch, basketball hoop and a little tractor, a little ride-on John Deere tractor and a trampoline that has probably seen better days. Plate says Dover. 
Do you want to leave her a note? Um, let's just come back after okay. work hours. We'll try a note then. Okay. So much for attempt number one. The next logical place for her to be was the hospital. We'd made a lot of calls to CHI Memorial, asking for an interview with Tiffany or, failing that, with a spokesperson. But the calls were a little contentious, and they didn't seem to be going anywhere. We drove to the hospital anyway and called again. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey Karen, it's Brandy Zadrozny from NBC. Sorry to keep spamming you. Just doing my job. You understand. I think that maybe um, we might extend our stay just a little bit. So if that changes anything in terms of access to y'all, we can definitely work with you there. Franny and I didn't feel comfortable going inside without permission. So we just sat there. I don't know, I feel so weird. Just to show up, is that her? No. You know what we need? Binoculars! (gasps) We were squinting at nurses as they came off their shifts and out into the parking lot trying maybe to see Tiffany. It was hard to tell, though. Everybody had hats and and winter gear and masks. I mean, we're going to leave soon because I'm not sitting here in the dark. Yeah. But then we thought we saw Tiffany. Mmm, this is a maybe. Right? I can't. Yep, that's a maybe. Oof, strong maybe. Yes. Tiffany? Oh, sorry. (sighs) Are you sure that wasn't Tiffany? No, but you don't think she would say, "Mm mm-mm, like, I'm not trying to talk to you? I thought, no, I thought she was like, "Mm mm-mm, like, not me. It wasn't like, okay. uh uh-uh. All right, let's go. This is a colossal waste of time. I'm feeling frustrated. Sorry, let's go. Obviously, stakeouts aren't my specialty. But I figured we could do something more productive than lurking. And if I couldn't show yet that Tiffany was alive, I figured we could at least show the inverse, that she's not dead. Death leaves a paper trail. So I set out to see if there was one that led to Tiffany. A note before we do, about voices. We did this trip during another COVID surge, and most of the people are wearing masks. Also, you may notice a change in my accent. I was born and raised in the South, and the more time I spend there, the more I slip back into that way of talking. The y'alls are real, y'all. But back to the paper trail. First up was the Hamilton County Medical Examiner's Office. They're legally obligated to investigate and keep records of any unexpected death. This includes deaths that occur in a hospital. I'm trying to figure out how I would go about finding out any information about a person who may or may not have died in December of last year. The name of the decedent again. Tiffany Dover, D-O-V-E-R. You don't have a Tiffany Dover? Okay. Well, that's that. So if Tiffany had died right there on camera at her job in Chattanooga, the medical examiner would have a record of it. But they don't. Next, we went to the Chattanooga Police Department. She supposedly died at CHI Memorial on December 17th. 2020. So let me, yeah, let me help you out with this. Bless you. For something like that, you would definitely have to go through the city attorney's office. Okay. And um, I suggest you do it online. If you choose to do it online, this is the website. 
or the instructions. Got it. Let us know that you need uh, any and every and all record related to that specific person. Okay. And can I, do you know that name? Does that name ring a bell to you? The Tiffany Dover name? You have no idea how many names I have I go through, honestly, but no, that okay. does not ring the bell. Fair. Thank you so much. No dice. A public information officer told us in an email that CPD was never alerted to any kind of emergency involving Tiffany Dover. He wrote, quote, There's nothing substantive that I can add, and certainly nothing that would warrant an interview. Next up was the Tennessee Office of Vital Records. That's where a death record would be kept. If you remember, the truthers claimed to have seen a death record, but they were using these unreliable databases. I requested an official one. This is for um, birth certificate, um, death certificate verification, my apologies, but Tiffany Dover, uh, December 17th, 2020, is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Because it's a verification, it's a possibility that you may get a no record letter. I've given you just a disclaimer concerning that, and there are no refunds to be done once it's been uh, sent out. Yes, ma'am, that sounds great. Thank you so much for your help. That letter saying there's no record of Tiffany's death showed up three weeks later. The local papers had no records of any obituaries. There were no records of funerals or memorial service arrangements, no graves and family plots that we could find. The last place I knew to look for records was the courthouse. We drove to the Jackson County Courthouse in Alabama, where Tiffany lives. The courthouse is a two-story red brick building that sits in the middle of a public square. The inside is covered in marble. We searched for probate records, criminal records, anything that might provide some information, some new string to pull, but nothing. I wonder if they have real estate and property tax. We wandered into the clerk's mapping and appraisal division. I'm trying to see if I can um, look up property records by somebody's name. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. great. Sure. I can do that for you. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Okay, what's the name? It's uh, Dover, D-O-V-E-R. Tiffany, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y. This is the nurse that had the COVID shot, wasn't it? That's the clerk, a woman named Jerrica. She's saying, this is the nurse that had the COVID shot, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> I worked for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee. I just had to know you when this happened, and I know that name sounded familiar. What was that like? Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, f- I felt bad for the girl because everybody was harassing her. Terrible, I know. Like, I'm, I know her I know someone related to her, and, like, they were harassing many members of her family. I know. They, I know that, like, right after it happened, they went on vacation, and, like, people were, like, following them on vacation, and, like, she's not dead. She's fine. And I'm like, oh, my God. I felt so bad for her. Like, she literally couldn't even go on vacation because of this. And it's still, like, her Instagram is still, to this day, just, like, a mess. Hmm. So that address was So here it is. Okay. Like what was you I don't even know what we were looking for, honestly. Well <laughs> this is so we went we couldn't find we couldn't talk to Tiffany. We haven't been able to talk to Tiffany for obvious reasons. Yeah. I totally get it. Even though she is alive. I mean I I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> that is so crazy that people like that people are still being like crazy about this. I had totally forgot about her until you even like you said her name, and then I was like, oh, yep, that's who that is. 
one witness down. She's alive. <laughs> I'm so sorry that y'all are having this trouble. No, it's okay. I know it's been, like I said, really tough on that entire family. I'm sure, yeah. But anyway, thank you, Jerrica. It's been so nice meeting you. Y'all have a good day. You Appreciate too. it. Bye. See you later. It wasn't much, but Jerrica was the closest we'd gotten to someone in real life in this town who could vouch for Tiffany being alive. I friended Jerrica on Facebook, let her get back to work, and then we left the courthouse to pursue one more angle. A local reporter who had interacted with Tiffany and been caught up in the conspiracy theory herself. She said she wanted to help. Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready, the Mel Robbins podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. Listen to me and you'll feel motivated, all right. Listen and follow the Mel Robbins podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Our Mary Frances Hoots is live at CHI Memorial, where frontline workers received the first doses of vaccines today. Mary Frances? A good conspiracy theory needs conspirators, outside actors who are in on it. Well, Cindy, that's right. Five employees right here at CHI. That's Mary Frances Hoots. For truthers, she was a key figure in the cover-up. So really a pretty exciting day. Mary Frances is now the weekend anchor at Local 3 News, the NBC affiliate in Chattanooga. In 2020, she was a cub reporter at the station. I graduated college in 2018 and then took a job here at Channel 3 in Chattanooga um, about a year and a half after graduation, September of 2019. So this is my first job in news. Mary Frances had covered local news, crime, school board meetings, sports. The Tiffany Dover story forced her onto the conspiracy theory beat. Channel 3 spoke with her moments after she passed out. She said she was fine. CHI Memorial confirmed it was her in that video they released days after she passed out. They confirmed she's back at work and again confirmed she's fine. Mary Frances said that she had taken the story as far as she could. And she was hoping that with our network resources, maybe we could get a little farther. We were both in Chattanooga, but we met over Zoom because of COVID protocols. I asked her how she ended up covering the Tiffany story in the first place. CHI Memorial, one of the three big hospitals in our area, sent us, I believe, a press release or information inviting us, which was it was strange initially because we were like, oh, wow, we're allowed in the hospital. You know, there's been very strict visiting uh, guidelines um, and they're letting us get not only come inside, but get video and offer interviews um, with some of their staff members. So we're like, of course, we're going to take this opportunity and the vaccines are here, you know, it was like a really a huge day. Mary Frances had been working for months to get access to the local hospitals. They'd been especially closed off in the early days of the pandemic. There was just a limited reporting we could do, so it was hard to know what was happening. CHI Memorial opening their doors felt like a huge opportunity. 
And it had gone so well until Tiffany's interview. Then they're like, all right, you guys can do a media interview. So a couple of the doctors came up, we talked to them, and then the spokesperson was like, why don't we get one of the nurses? And so they were a little shy, but Tiffany was like, okay, I'll do it. So she got up there and it's like, you know, all the media outlets in town are there. So it it could probably be um, nerve wracking for someone who's never done that before. And we asked her a question or two maybe. And then I just remember like, she just like stopped talking. And then those two doctors that we had just interviewed, she faints like into their arms. So at this point on the live stream, as Tiffany falls, Local 3's camera turns away. That turn, truthers seized on it. Why did they turn the camera away and then turn it back towards uh, her? You know, all of these things are very important to observe. Then the camera cut and everything, and she has not been seen since. I I remember looking at Sam, the photographer, and being like, what do we do? What do we do? Because we're live at this point. So it's not like video you can edit to not air it. And so he just turned away. And I think it it just just turned it away, like facing the ground to the right of her. I know you really have to weigh like news value versus harm. And I think in that moment when you don't have a lot of time to make a decision, you just kind of know this would be harmful to her. And so just turn the camera away and, and kind of figure it out from there. Mary Frances called her station manager. And then she, of course, was like, well, I mean, it happened and we were live. We can't ignore it. Um, but we can definitely, you know, share what happened. And then, of course, we got the interview 10 minutes later. So it was like it's that was obviously an important part of the story to explain. She said it was her idea to interview Tiffany again. I think I walked over to the the spokesperson. I was like, well, if she's there and the opportunity is there and this is such a big day, like we need to hear from her. <laughs> and so she she did a an interview with us, I would say 10 minutes after she fainted. And, you know, you go back, you write up the story, it appears on the news. And did you, I guess, did you feel like it was going to be a big deal I, I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. I guess I just assumed since we talked to her after and she explained it, I just assumed people were like, oh, yeah, she easily faints with when anything minor happens, not a big deal. And then it just kind of like blew up in the coming days. Um, initially, I didn't like pay attention too much about it. I was like, ah, oh, people are talking. And then it was like, I would get like comments on my Twitter post from People basically like accusing us of <laughs> of spreading lies, saying she's not alive, she's dead, y'all are covering it up. And I was even getting comments on just random personal um, Instagram posts from people from like all over the world, like kind of saying some super rude things to me. So many comments about basically saying like either we were trying to cover up her death or, um, you know, stuff anti-vaccine stuff, this, that, and the other. It was like, you name it, it was, it was probably said. Truthers called Mary Frances a disgrace on Twitter, said she'd been pressured to lie. So many people were posting negative comments to her Instagram that she had to take it private. You're laughing about it, and I, I think that's a natural response, but I'm wondering, was there ever anything that was unnerving about it? It was just super frustrating. Some of the things that were... You know, you never expect the news outlet to be at the 
the center of, I don't want to call it drama, but it's almost like, this is what we're just telling you exactly what happened. And then following it, we are telling you that everything is fine. And she said she was fine. And for whatever reason, channel three is the one who is being accused of lying and, you know, some fake news type stuff and covering up her desk. Mary Frances Hoots, nice try, but you're not the fact checker. I am the fact checker. I have the upvotes. I have the views. Thank you, Mary. Uh, thank you for that attempted fact checking. But the problem is here is that nobody has seen Tiffany. And it was just like months later, I'm still getting these comments. I know in my heart I did nothing wrong. And it was just, I guess it was aggravating and frustrating in that sense to be looked at in a negative way, whether it was the station or whether it was the individual reporter, which happened to be me on the story. Do you know how Tiffany is doing? The latest I know is she's fine. She was back at work and CHI Memorial was not going to talk about it anymore because I'm sure their thought process was like, you know, there's nothing else we can say or do. So she's going to work and we're going to do our own thing. I mean, we did the story without her and people still don't believe it. There's really no other interview like there's nobody but her. And so if she's not interested in doing it, then I don't know how to debunk the rumors. And just for the record, Mary Frances, are you behind or are you a part of a vast conspiracy to hide the death of Tiffany Dover? I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Good to know. Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready, the Mel Robbins podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. Listen to me and you'll feel motivated, all right. Listen and follow the Mel Robbins podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Mary Frances warned us that the hospital was trying to move past the Tiffany Dover story. This much we had already gathered ourselves. We called and called CHI Memorial. They were not playing ball in a Tiffany interview. I spoke a lot with Karen Long, a spokesperson for the hospital. And I I guess my question is just, she does not want to do an interview with us personally. Is that right? She has not um, been doing any media interviews. Because she does not want to do an interview with us, is that? That's my understanding, yeah. Okay, okay. We had a plane to catch, so we gave up. But then, when we were halfway to the Nashville airport, Karen called again. She said she'd do an interview with us. We turned the minivan around. Hey, Karen. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having us come in. I really appreciate it. Sure. She'd spent the morning at an event promoting cancer screenings. 
Can you just spell your name for us? Sure. Karen, K-A-R-E-N, long L-O-N-G. And your position here? I'm communications manager for CHI Memorial. Karen talked about the vaccine rollout and answered an important question. Why Tiffany, a person who's known to faint, was chosen to get the vaccine on camera that day? We had received our first dose, so we chose some leaders in the hospital who had been pivotal in our uh, care of COVID patients to receive uh, the first vaccine. Uh, Part of that was to help people feel more comfortable if they saw our physicians who care for these patients uh, take the vaccine to instill some trust in the process. So y'all were already thinking about how people might be hesitant to take a new vaccine, and that was the actual purpose for this? Correct. Okay. Can we just talk after the faint? I know she gave a response to the media saying, this is why I fainted, but what happened after the cameras turned off that day? The internet went crazy. Phone calls, emails, thousands, of probably tens of thousands of email um, comments, messages, DMs, you name it. How would you characterize them? I would say some people were legitimately concerned. It was the conspiracy theorist that did not accept the proof. So between her fainting and the video of her sort of talking through that, there are several days and then there was a response. Sure, so the the vaccine event was on a Thursday. All this really snowballed, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So on Monday, when Tiffany returned to work, all the nursing leaders have a regular meeting in the morning anyway, that's standard part of care. So they came over, it's a staircase. So they lined the staircase. We had signs made that said, we support Tiffany. We put the date on it, trying to um, take away any doubt that this was done today. This was not done before the vaccine event that we've, you know, there's, this was um, a timely event that we did because so many people were demanding proof of life. It will not surprise you to learn that for a large portion of people, it didn't work. Everything they could try to pick apart, they did. Um, She had her hair done. Her eyes were a different color. Uh, The scar that was there last week wasn't there this week. It was one of her friends that was wearing Tiffany's name tag. There have been a lot of accusations of um, how we killed Tiffany, which is absolutely false. We had inquiries from all over the world, people posting, commenting, um, media outlets reaching out to fact check, um, probably more than a dozen international outlets reaching out about this. We have had people who have tried to get into the hospital to prove Tiffany is alive. We have had numerous people call the hospital and ask to speak to her, which is very distracting to uh, the staff, not just on her floor, but um, kind of nursing, just the hospital in general. It took the focus off why we're here and what we're doing in the middle of a pandemic. At the time, it was in the middle of our first big surge. Um, you know, people are sick and people are dying. And I have other things to do besides prove to you that Tiffany just parted her hair on a different side today. 
I asked Karen the questions that truthers hung their skepticism on. First, if the hospital was somehow gagging Tiffany. I'm not aware of anything that asked Tiffany not to respond. Then, about that proof-of-life video. Why not a video of Tiffany sitting in front of a camera saying, here is a newspaper, I am alive, please leave me alone. I think Tiffany was overwhelmed by the response. People were going to her house. They tried to hack her social pages. Her family was brought into this. And we have to keep Tiffany in mind in our response as well and do right by her. So we did a video that she was in and want to respect her boundaries. Is Tiffany alive? Tiffany is alive. Is she disabled or in some way injured from the vaccine? She is in no way disabled or injured. Do you know why she stopped posting on social media? She was harassed. Her family was harassed. She's, uh, you know, the, the response was overwhelming. And everything she has done has been under scrutiny. Tiffany actually did come up for air on social media in February, two months after her faint. She posted twice from a family vacation in Colorado, a sunset, and a carousel of pics and a video of her with family. Tiffany's Instagram profile, which was once followed by a couple of hundred people, now had over 40,000 followers who lit up the comments. Not with relief, but with more skepticism. Truthers said that they were old pictures posted to make it look like she was alive. Others noted the ski helmet and the mask to hide an imposter, they said. Everyone jumped on Tiffany's caption. She wrote, meet me on the other side of paradise. And that was it. Do you see an end to this? To the conspiracy theories? Yeah. I guess my answer is no. That I, f- I feel we have done what we could do, with the exception of actually hearing her voice. We've shown her, we've shown her interacting. You know, we've had a still picture, we've had video. We've confirmed she's alive. Her family's confirmed she's alive. And if you choose not to believe the facts, I feel like we've given you what you need to make a right decision. Um, I have one more question, which is the most important question. How is Tiffany doing? Tiffany's doing well. I mean, she, every since she received the vaccine, she has continued her work as a nurse manager. She has continued to lead her team through um, the end of that COVID surge and through the most recent surge we had in late summer, early fall. And that has been her focus of getting her team through um, some really difficult um, and challenging days. And this was as much as the hospital was willing to give us. They made it clear they weren't going to make Tiffany available. They weren't going to make anyone else available either. They were done. But we weren't. So we tried Tiffany's house again, first thing on a Wednesday morning. This time there were signs of life. Okay, so cars in the driveway. We've never seen cars in the driveway before. As usual, we were torn between our mission as journalists and our desire 
not to be stalkers. Do you want to go and come back? Or park down the block? Is it weird to just idle here? Oh, look. It's opening their shop. All right, well, I guess that answers the question. Turned out, it was carpool time, and people were going back and forth between the house and some trucks in the driveway as we stood in the front yard, politely trying to get a grown-up's attention. Hi, my name's Brandy. I'm from uh, NBC News. I'm wondering, is your mom home? After a couple minutes, a woman came out with all the kids and walked up to us. Are in town for? We're in town till tomorrow. I know. I'm so sorry to bother y'all. Like in the middle of the morning. I know it's, it's fine. Well, yeah. she just did an NDA, and so she can't talk to you guys until she works at her notice, and that's Friday is her last day. Oh, okay. So she said to get a phone number, and she would talk to you guys after that, but she can't. Okay, I totally get that. Yeah, she'll um, get in trouble. So. I get that. A non-disclosure agreement. Yeah. That was new. From day one, okay. truthers had been saying that the hospital was trying to silence Tiffany and her family. Karen Long, the hospital spokesperson, told us, quote, I am not aware of any type of NDA. I wrote back with follow-up questions, including whether Tiffany had in fact given her notice. Karen replied that it's hospital policy not to comment on employment status. I get that. Can I text you my number? Yeah. And I'm sorry, what's your name? Ashley. Ashley. Are you her sister? I'm sister-in-law. Thank you so much. I'm really sorry to bother you. We were elated. I'd waited a year to hear from Tiffany. What was a few more days? The problem is, conspiracy theories don't wait. They don't stop or stay in one place just because we want them to. They travel, they metastasize. And where this conspiracy theory landed, that's next time on Tiffany Dover is Dead. From NBC News, this is Truthers, and this is the second of five episodes of Tiffany Dover is Dead. The series was written, reported, and hosted by me, Brandi Zadrazny. It's produced by Franny Kelly. Our associate producer is Eva Ruth Moravec. Sound design by Rick Kwan. Original music by Alicia Bagnano of Bully. Bryson Barnes is our technical director. Reed Cherlin is our executive producer. Madeline Herringer is our head of editorial. Footage courtesy of Local 3 News, WRCB in Chattanooga. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll, after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.